Welcome to the podcast, and this is Tyler. I know that I have not done a podcast in a while, but for those who know something is wrong with the doctrine of forgiveness, you are going to love and enjoy this podcast a whole lot. And this is going to talk about exposing the doctrine of forgiveness, the Lord's Prayer. And a lot of you who know that something is wrong with the doctrine of forgiveness in the religion of Christianity, just like I already knew as well, has heard time after time again, a lot of Christians love to go run to the Lord's Prayer as their number one so-called proof text to indicate, well, you have to forgive a person that has done the wrongdoing or the transgression towards you. And like I have said in YouTube videos that there are nowhere in the Bible to where it states that you have to forgive a person that has done the wrongdoing or the transgression towards you even when you were innocent and didn't do no wrongdoing or transgression towards nobody else now what is biblical is that whenever that a person has done the transgression towards you you are required to rebuke until that particular person repents then the requirement is to forgive that is what biblical forgiveness is all about whenever that a person repents and take accountability for their wrongdoing or whenever that person make amends by taking accountability for their wrongdoing and then forgiveness is on the table. But what the problem is, the religion of Christianity is preaching this false notion about forgiveness is that, well, you don't need to repent or whatever. You don't need to take accountability for your wrongdoing or whatever. On the status of the transgressor, because the overall objective is, is to let the transgressor to get away with their wrongdoing and what they're doing towards someone and maybe towards other people. That's the whole agenda inside of this fraudulent ass doctrine. And not even understanding that this doctrine of forgiveness is nothing but being used secretly as a weapon against a lot of people. And this is where the notion of a lot of problems is in our society is simply because a lot of people who does the transgression or the wrongdoing towards somebody else or maybe other people refuse to take accountability for their actions to which they do not want to make amends they do not want to make things right they do not want to repent they just want to get away with their wrongdoing and thinking that it is okay or whatever while in the same time the person who was done wrong or whatever is being gaslighted, manipulated, and then not only that, making the, that particular person feel like he or she is a victim. And I'm going to tell all of you that is listening to this podcast that know that something is wrong with the doctrine of forgiveness. Just because you don't forgive a person for their wrongdoing or their transgression, and that same person or that same individual has not repented by not taking accountability for their wrongdoing, for their actions, don't make them feel guilt. Don't make those folks make you feel guilty or whatever. You ain't done no wrong or anything like that. 
and that you ain't the victim of nothing. You ain't the victim. You are not the victim. And what do I mean by this? In other words, you was the one that learned the lesson about you have gotten fed up with the transgressor and you and you learned all the lessons on what you have went through in life by that transgressor or maybe more who has done the transgression or maybe more towards you. You have learned it. Even though you were you was a little bit angry in the process and refused to forgive, you learned all of the lessons. So how in the world could you be a victim and you already learned or whatever? Hey, no more. I'm not forgiving this particular individual until this particular individual take accountability. I'm not allowing this particular person to stay in my particular circle. I'm not allowing to be treated like trash from some other individuals or whatever. You have put a stop to it and you know the reason why is simply because you learnt the lessons on what needs to be learnt so in other words you are not the victim just because you don't forgive that don't still make you the victim but you learnt from it right and you observed what not what not need to be done to you no more a lot of you learnt how by how you've been treated of saying I'm putting a stop to dis somebody extremely disrespecting me right you learnt from it this is where that the religion of Christianity that come up with this doctrine of forgiveness bullshit saying that you are the victim they don't want you to critically think about these things at all and this is why I am teaching all of you the tricks to, to this goddamn doctrine, this fraudulent ass doctrine. And yes, it doesn't take a mastermind to figure it out. I am against the doctrine of forgiveness. And the reason why is simply because that doctrine is not in line with what the Bible says and is not in line on the outlines and the rules of what the Messiah gave and what the other parts of the Bible and what it says concerning biblical forgiveness. Let me explain something. Let me shortly explain something to all of you. When it comes to this doctrine of forgiveness, for those who know that there's something wrong with it, there is nothing but trick upon trick upon trick in this doctrine. And there are layers of it. And believe me you, when you start using a critical eye, and then when you are led to do an investigation and do your homework on this concerning the Bible, and then looking at it from, a, from the life standard point of view also, you're going to see there is trick upon trick upon trick in this doctrine. That the people who lie about biblical forgiveness and have deceived about biblical forgiveness or whatever want to continue to keep the ones who were innocent and refused not to forgive into darkness in order for the ones who know that something is wrong with the doctrine of forgiveness is to do of investigating an investigation on it with a critical eye.
That's why I have been saying for quite some time, when you don't understand the game of what is being played towards you by this fraudulent-ass doctrine, one is going to continue to get game. One is going to continue to get played by this fraudulent-ass doctrine. And like me, I stopped playing that game. And for all of those who know that there's something is wrong with this doctrine of forgiveness, you should stop playing the damn game too. If you know that there's something is wrong with this doctrine of forgiveness and using a critical eye and investigating what is actually going on. Because the whole agenda is that just as long as they can, the Christian world can keep before a lot of people's eyes and just as the well as the people who follow the doctrine of forgiveness can keep you, well, you have to forgive. Well, you have to let it go. And all of, and then you're holding grudges or whatever. Just as long as they are throwing those things in one face, they know that if they can keep you distracted over there, they know that they, it's going to lead you enough at the same time to know that there is something wrong, but not go and do an investigation in the Bible and to use critical thinking of how psychologically the human mind and why is people having a hard time forgive, to forgive operate. That's why they're getting away with telling all of you this bullshit. But the whole notion is that they want the transgressor to get a pass. That's all that it is. That's all that it is. It's like for the transgressor is to get a, a get out of jail for free card. That's what it sounds like to me. Or they're feeling like they're entitled to forgiveness. But when it's time for you on your side, when you don't forgive, they get real mad. They get all upset. And then they want to throw up in your face or whatever. Stop doing this and that. And stop acting like that or whatever. And then they want to use their gaslighting scriptures against you. And then want to tell you that unforgiveness is sin. And I'm sitting up here like, are you fucking serious? You want to, they want to sit there and say that unforgiveness is a sin whenever that you don't forgive the person that has done the transgression or the wrongdoing towards you. And this is the same individual who hasn't even repented, haven't made things right, haven't made no amends or nothing. This is their part of saying that 
Well, stop bringing it up. Or whatever. They don't want you to bring it up. They don't want you to rebuke them. Or the wrongdoing. Or the transgression. If you see... When, when you see people doing this, they want the transgressor to get a pass. In other words, who are these people? The people who are following the doctrine of forgiveness in the religion of Christianity. And then these are the same ones, like I'm saying a moment ago, that will sit there and tell you right in front of your face and gaslight you and say, cause they feel like just let it go or whatever and everything without taking no accountability or anything. Now let me see. They're sitting here saying that unforgiveness is a sin. Then let's go say that in the Bible because that's where we're going to go and I'm going to name a few names. Then if unforgiveness was a sin then God is a sinner himself. Isaiah is a sinner himself. Yep. Joseph, even before he forgave his brothers, and the only way that he forgave his brothers is, and he didn't have to accept the plea from his father that stood in the stead for his sons. But Joseph did anyway. Before that time. Before he forgave his brothers. And met off with them. Joseph is in sin. Esau is in sin. Now to just get a lot of you. To critically think. That. If unforgiveness by their teaching of the religion of Christianity is sin, then all of them, which I ain't even named all of them, is a sinner. But when you start understanding the game in which I'm going to give you, and they twist this around a whole lot. Matthew 18, 21 and 35. If you understand the game on what's being played, which was, it was talking about the status of the person who was done wrong in the Christian world, what they like to do, twist, warp, and distort, and then lie and deceive people. What Matthew 18, 21, and 35 was talking about, the only time that unforgiveness is sin is whenever that, that particular person comes into repentance, Ask for mercy or make amends. And then the person who was done wrong does not forgive. That's when that particular person who was done wrong is in sin. That's the only time. But the Christian world, they're ignorant of this. And don't want you to know this. That's the only time that the person who was done wrong fall in that jurisdiction. But any other time, if that person 
who is the transgressor does not go and repent and ask for mercy the one that does not make amends at all you as the person who was done wrong is not in sin just because you don't forgive that's deep but like I'm a saying they don't want you to understand these layer of tricks cause I know a lot of you probably don't like watching football like I, like I do I like watching football and if you understand the offense if it's a good offense you know they're gonna run trick after trick after trick layer after trick if you, if you don't have a good defense to recognize it you're gonna get played and ran all over so what do you think what is going on now And that's why I'm teaching all of you the game on how it's being played. So, I'm going to go on ahead and to get into this so-called number one proof text that a lot of the Christian world that follow the doctrine of forgiveness in the religion of Christianity Use as their number one so-called proof text that they like to go run to. And then not only they like to go run to this proof text. They like to go gaslight and manipulate the one who was done wrong. Who was innocent. To make them feel guilty. To make them feel like they're the victim. To make them feel like alright if you don't do this. Then you are in sin. Just because you don't forgive. And at the same time, the transgressor ain't even took responsibility for their wrongdoings by repenting, by making amends, which he is asking for mercy and getting mercy. But I say this for all of those who are in the Christian world following this fraudulent ass doctrine of forgiveness if this is the only scripture that you got and especially those people out there who love to go run to this so called proof text you is in goddamn big trouble now because the ones who know that something is wrong with the doctrine of forgiveness are getting their pen and getting their piece of paper and, and, and I have faith that they're going to use a critical eye so that this damn gig will be up. So let me go on ahead into this. Matthew 6 chapter and this is pertaining to Jesus talking to the disciples on how to pray. So we're just going to start at the beginning. At chapter Matthew 6 verse 9. After this manner pray ye. Our Father which art in heaven. How will it be thy name? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. In earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day. 
our daily bread. And now, here it comes. Forgive us our debts. I'm going to let this sink in. To all of you who are listening to this, who know that something is wrong with the doctrine of forgiveness, did you catch that? Now, when it said, forgive us our debts, when you're using a critical eye and using common sense, if you're bowing on your knees and then if you're praying to God, then just we're going to use the Christian perspective, then the debt, these debts, were already committed. So you're going to ask God to forgive you of those debts, right? So, however, what I'm trying to get a lot of you to realize that when it said, forgive us for our debts, whoever us is, and I'm going to say who that us is, the us is on the status of the debtor. It is on that status. This is not on the status of the person who was done wrong or transgressed against who was innocent. Like the Christians say that this verse is talking about. But it's not. And then if you want a broader outline of this. You can go to Luke 11 chapter. The first through the fourth verse. When it's talking about. In that passage of scripture. And when you look at it closely, our sins, that's on the status of the sinner. But you will see, Matthew is giving a different outline on it. So, my overall thing is, they have deceived all of you on this. Can't you see it? But, alright, there is more. And when you look at it very closely, it says, as we forgive our debtors. So the status of the debtor is supposed to forgive the people who are indebted to them. 
because they are because the debtor is already indebted just like the sinner in Luke 11 chapter the first four verses just like the sinner had already committed sins against God I'm, I'm showing all of you the level of these tricks so when you look at this they are to forgive the debtor is to forgive their debtors because they are already in debt. The requirement for them to forgive because they were already in debt. They are on the status of the debtor. Now, you don't understand the game on what's being played. Hey, that's what they're doing. But hold up, there's a little bit more. And lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, this is the part that the Christian world love to go use, not only with the Lord's Prayer, but they love to gaslight, manipulate, and then make others feel like they're the victim. And who is there? The people who was done wrong, and they are innocent, and the one that has been transgressed against. <laughs> Cause they can get away with telling you this If you do not read very closely On what's going on Like I was saying earlier Trick upon trick upon trick Now let's go to the next one In the 14th verse If ye forgive Men, their trespasses. You notice what it's saying. Their trespasses, which is the regulation. Here. Your heavenly father will forgive you. Now, I want you to, now, here is the big one that is coming. If ye forgive not men their trespasses. I want a lot of you to notice something here. It says their trespasses. Neither will the Father forgive your trespasses. The first question that you need to ask yourself. Using a critical eye. 
How in the world can a person who is on the status of being done wrong or being trespassed against committed a sin? How? And they're innocent. Ain't done nothing to nobody. And it didn't even say for the, the individual who is the transgressor to come and to repent. Didn't say that. But look at this. Neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Did a lot of you catch that? Your trespasses. So, this was not talking about the person who was done wrong, who was innocent, the one who was transgressed against. This is on the status of the trespasser. Because it said your trespasses. If you see the trick in the whole game, it says your trespasses. So if the trespasser Just like it was saying in the 14th verse. The trespasser forgives men of theirs, which is the requirement, then their trespasses are forgiven. You see what I'm saying? If you don't critically think about these things, this is how the religion of Christianity and their doctrine can pull this trick up under the rug against you. And I will say this again. This is on the status of the transgressor. So when the transgressor commits trespasses, it is required for the trespasser to forgive. And if they don't forgive the trespassers, then their trespasses will not be forgiven. I just opened up a whole new different can to all of you. I ain't done yet. Here's another wild twist I'm going to give to all of you. Look at the word when it says men. And when you look at that word, men, it says 444. The Greek word says anthropos. From 35. And. Three seven zero zero. Excuse me. And OPS. The countenance 
from 3700 man face, i.e. human being a certain man. Here's another wild one. When you go look at the word man, and when you see that same word to where like all of the Christians want to talk about 666 is a bad number. All of you are familiar with that. They have told us to lie that 666 is the devil's number and 666 is not the devil's number. This is the same word and the same meaning under the Greek by that word. Being used 444 all three posts in the book of Revelation. Which a lot of you are probably familiar with. In Revelation 13 chapter. The 18th. Verse. So how is it that same word that is being used here is the same one that is being used in the, in the book of Revelation. So, I'm just saying this. I have tore the living fire out of this. I have tore this one up. So, a lot of you who know something is wrong with the doctrine of forgiveness in the religion of Christianity. Now, you can see very clearly. Who is it on the status upon? I got one more for you. We're going to go to the Apocrypha writings. This one is another one for all, for the few so-called Christians that love reading the Apocrypha. This is one I'm going to tell all of you very closely who is listening to this. That the Christian ones will secretly come and use this one against you. To say that this is their so-called proof of. You have to forgive the person who has done you wrong. Or who has transgressed against you. And this, is, and, and this is the same transgressor. Who has not repented. Having made no amends. Who hasn't made anything right. Towards the person. Who was done wrong. Or transgressed against. Oh yeah. This is the other one. They will come up. And they will use it. So I'm just giving a lot of you who know that there is something wrong with the doctrine of forgiveness. But I'm telling all of you, as you are writing this down and taking note, look at it with a critical eye, just like I'm presenting to you. Because they know that if you're not reading, they can get away with using this one as well. This is 
sort of close to the Lord, real close to the Lord's prayer. But this one, I know that this one's at a whole nother level. They'll say, well, you, you have to do it. You have to do it. You have to do it. And I'm sitting up here like you. I'm like, I beg to differ. And then I said, there you go right there. But I'm teaching all of you the tricks. Now let me go to the wisdom of Sirach. Which they call the Ecclesiastics. And this is the wisdom of Sirach. Which I will say once again. And it's in the 28th chapter, the second verse. And this one is, and it, and I will tell all of you, it looks like that they will have you on this one, but it ain't. It says, forgive thy neighbor the hurt that he have done unto thee. So, here it comes. Thou sins be forgiven when thou prayest. Did you hear that? It says in that verse, thou sins. So how in the world, when you ask this question, can it be on the person who was done wrong? Or been transgressed against. It was not on their status. Because they ain't did anything. They ain't committed no sin. They ain't committed no transgression. Against nobody. They ain't committed no transgression. Against the other person. So how in the world. Can it be on the status of the person. Who was done wrong and transgressed against. And this same person who was done wrong and transgressed against haven't even had the transgressor to come and repent of their sin or, or their transgression. How? So there ain't no goddamn way this is talking about the person who has been done wrong or transgressed against. When it was talking about thy sins, it was talking about the status of the transgressor. It was, excuse me, it's on the status of the sinner. Because remember, it says thou sins. So when you use critical thinking, there were sins that was already committed in his past time. Somewhere along the line. Or committed sins against others. Transgressed against others. So the whole point is. This was on the status of the sinner. So. In other words. It's telling the sinner. You. You are going to have to forgive of what someone, the neighbor, has done to you. That regulation is on the center. When thou prayest, 
and it's telling the, the regulation is the transgressor is to require to forgive so that the, his sins will be forgiven. But when you don't understand the tricks of the game, they'll continue to run these tricky, trickery things on you. The Christian world will get away with telling you this. But I'm giving a I'm giving a deeper in depth in this, even though I did talk about this on my YouTube page, but didn't even give a deeper in depth of it. But all of you, you have it. But all of you, this was lead to your studies. Like I said, it's way much more that I can present to all of you. But like I said, my overall thing is. It is talking on the status of the sinner in that one. Just like in Luke 11 chapter, the first through the fourth verse, it's talking about the status of the sinner. In, in Matthew 6 chapter, the 12th through the 16th verse, it is talking about first the status of the debtor. So that they forgive, so that their debts will be forgetted, forgiven. And then you look further in that verse. What I gave you is talking about the status of the trespasser. All of this, all nonchalant mess of what they're talking about on the status of the person who was done wrong or transgressed against. It ain't got nothing to do with them verses or what they're telling, what the Christian world is actually presenting. I will say this is the longest podcast I've ever did. Out of all of them. But this is a whole mouthful. But a lot of you, I'm asking you to notice something is wrong with the doctrine of forgiveness. And those who took notes and written this on a piece of paper, do a deeper investigation on this. There's more layers to these tricks. But I'm ju just trying to get a lot of you to understand the game on what's being played towards you. And I'm going to tell you, once again, there's no scripture, there's no verse that tells you, you have to forgive when someone has done the wrong doing the transgression towards you until that person repents, until that person come and make amends, then you forgive, which I'm saying it again. But there's more layers. But like I said, but we live in a time right now. And a lot of you know that I'm telling the truth. We live in a time right now. A lot of people don't want to take responsibility or accountability for their wrongdoing. And you know the reason why is simply because it requires a painful change that they don't want to make. They have to let go of doing the person who has been done wrong. To stop doing what they're doing. And they don't want to do that. So I'm going to go on ahead and cut this video. Excuse me. This podcast short. All of you have a great and wonderful day and evening.